everybody, it's your girl Nikki Washington. Welcome to another episode of Let Me Find Out, a witty take on life and culture. Listen, I'm excited about this month. We are doing a single September series all month long. If you are new to the podcast, first of all, what's up? What's happening? What it do? Go ahead and hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. Let me know that it's real. Leave a rating. If you are a day one ride or die five season inner, what's up, family? You know what it is. Go ahead and hit that uh, like button, share button. I need to see it. You know what I mean? We, we family. We've been in this thing for a while. So thank you all for contributing to the cookout. So what that does for us when you do these things it helps us to be found by people who might not find us otherwise. So thank you in advance for helping us to be found. We don't ask for anything on this show. You will never hear me ask for an offering. I ain't that a, a donation, a GoFundMe. I'm not that person. But I will ask that you support by the ways that I've mentioned. So thank you in advance for contributing to the cookout. Um, so, yeah, if you are not uh, following me on any social media, first of all, um, I feel a certain way because like Carissa said, I feel that means we go together real bad and how we go together real bad. And you ain't following me on social media. So I'm going to go ahead and do that thing for the one time for the one time. Go ahead and just uh, make sure you're following me. My social media handle is Nick and I K K last name Washington at wherever you log on Instagram and TikTok are where you will find me most. But I am on every social media outlet and I'll be glad to reply once I see you. So without further ado, are you all excited about this series? I'm excited about this series. So. Um, I want to talk to my singles. I want to talk to my singles, particularly my young singles. I think it's very important uh, to have a guided conversation. So we're going to have the conversation. We're going to chop it up. It's going to be all love. Uh, before I get into the conversation, I want to issue some disclaimers. Now, I normally try my best not to issue disclaimers, but I feel it necessary to get into it. So I'm going to issue some disclaimers. I'm going to give you some background and then we're going to get into the meat of it. Right. First disclaimer. This is not intended to be professional advice. Although I have a degree in counseling, although I am a seasoned minister of the gospel, I would highly recommend that you consult a therapist, that you consult your spiritual leadership, that you consult your mama and them, anybody that will give you sound counsel. This is not intended to be um, your uh, exhaustive place for advice. Just want to throw that out there. Number two, I always share. I've been doing social media for many, many years, and I always share from a place of love. Um, and I share from a place of pure intention. Anyone who really knows me knows that I share from a place of love and pure intention. So please take everything with that in mind. I don't sub. I don't throw shade. I do not use people's lives as public farter. I don't do any of that. I say that because inevitably, y'all, I've been doing this social media since back in the MySpace days when we had 30,000 people. Right. And there will always be someone who I have never met in my life that will say, <laughs> Girl, now, when you was talking about potatoes being like undercooked, I mean, was you talking about me? Because I put some potato salad on my page. Y'all, and I will have never, ever, ever seen their page. I didn't even know they cooked potato salad. Like, <laughs> I'm joking, but I'm serious. Like, for real, for real. I will inevitably, there will be someone who thinks I'm talking about them. And I will have no idea, none whatsoever, who they are. And it's not that I don't love them. It's not that I don't, don't. It's not, I, nothing. I literally have no point of reference because I didn't even know that you were talking about potato salad. Like, literally. Or occasionally, which is rare. Occasionally, I'll get someone who's an associate who doesn't know my heart intimately, who will assume that I'm like, oh, did you say that based on what? And I'm like, baby, I wouldn't even think about you. Like, I promise you, I'm not, I don't do that. So I just want to issue that out there because some people will infer when my intention is to really just share and love. So I want to say that most people get it, but for the few that don't get it, please, 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 when in doubt, ask the question. I do not share from the place of shade. Okay, next, uh, next uh, point to make. This is not an exhaustive list. Um, uh, inevitably somebody will come to my DM and be like, you know, number 42, uh, you didn't say <laughs> X, Y, and Z. This is not an exhaustive list. 
This is just some things that I've learned along the way. And it really is coming from a place of, again, um, wanting to share, particularly with young people who uh, might find that they need guidance or older who find that they need a refresher. This is for us. Um, is there any more disclaimers I need to give? Let me think. I feel like there was something else in my shana now, but I can't think of what it is right now. So if I think of it, I'll come back to it. Um, also, I just want to give a little background for anyone who's not familiar with me. I have been serving uh, in ministry and on social media for many, 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 many years since the days of my youth. Right. And I'm not youthful anymore, <laughs> but um, uh, I have served. Uh, as a worship leader, I've served as a singles leader. I have served as a minister at mega churches in Texas and Atlanta at churches in uh, California. And so I have some experience. I have a degree in counseling. Like I mentioned before, I can give you that biblical uh, religious studies minor um, as long as well as business administration. So I have a, a host of of what I consider to be scholarly knowledge. But I also understand that you can have all the degrees in the world but without the breath of God on your revelation. It's futile. Right. It means nothing. So uh, above all of that, I have the Holy Ghost and I believe that he leads to all manner of truth. And so my intention is to share truth with you today in love that we might be blessed. Um, I used to do a lot of singles ministry back in the day. I still do single ministry whenever I'm called upon and I'm always grateful for the invitation. But I remember uh, when we started, y'all, uh, there was just a lot of stuff. If, we, if most people are honest, there was a lot of stuff that was just not sound, y'all. Like we were just we were sharing from pure places. But it was just like it was bondage, to be quite frank. And every it was wasn't everybody. Let me be clear, because somebody gonna get mad because they were sharing when I was sharing when we was in our 20s. I'm like, well, that's not what I mean. <laughs> no, no, no. We were sound, but there was some stuff that was just a little legalistic, if we're honest, or wasn't a requirement of God. You know, it was it was man made rules that we imposed on other people because it worked for us. And so what I've come to discover over the years is that um, there is a difference between a stronghold and a weight. There's a difference between a sin and a weight. There's a difference between man-made rules and God um, uh, led uh, um, instructions and living holy. And so um, I'm of the persuasion that when you know better, you do better. And when you know better, you teach better. So this is a, from a place of teaching better so that we might all be better um, as a whole. If you want a scripture reference, if you would like one, I'm going to be talking a little bit from Genesis 2. I won't be reading the scripture because that is not this podcast uh, in fullness. That is, this is not a Bible study. This is really just us chopping it up. But because I'm a woman of faith, I will be referencing scripture because he is in me, the hope of glory. <laughs> Amen. So, uh, yeah, without further ado, let's get into it. We're going to be talking about, again, four quick points. These are things that I think it's important for you to know. So how this series is going to go, this first episode, we're going to be talking about your personhood. I think it's important to talk about your personhood because, again, how can you enter anyone's life when you messed up, when I messed up? No, we have to be whole, right? And then the next episode, we're going to be talking about beginning into that courting space. And then we're going to be talking about um, entering into that serious relationship space and then marriage and then after marriage. Now, let me say this. That's what the other disclaimer I forgot to say. Thank you, Lord. If you do not desire marriage, this series will not be for you. If you do not desire a serious relationship, this series will not be for you. This is not the series for the person who just wants to casually date. Um, your series might be later, but this ain't the series. This is for people who have a clear path and like, hey, I know I'm created to be a husband. I know I'm created to be a father. I know I'm created to be a wife. I know I'm created to be a mother. I know I'm created to make someone's life better and be a compliment to someone and their purpose in some way. This is for you. So I want to give that disclaimer because somebody will inevitably come and be like, well, I don't even want to. Okay. If you're a eunuch, praise God. But this is for the people that know we're called to be someone's compliment. So, um, I'm talking to us. <laughs> so let's get right into it again. Four things that I think are important to identify, um, to really, uh, reconcile within yourself before you even think about entering a relationship with somebody. Number one, the identity of you, the personhood of you. 
I know it might sound simple to my seasoned people, but you'd be surprised how many people enter into spaces and don't know who they are and then just wreak havoc. Who are you? Who are you? Meaning what has God called you to do? What do you like? What do you not like? Because sometimes as Christians, we talk about identity. We only talk about the identity uh, in Christ, who you are in Christ. And that is a, a huge component. But also, what do you like? You find a lot of people will get into relationships with people and then realize they don't like the person because they don't like the characteristics of the person. Like you knew beforehand that you didn't like somebody who smacked with their mouth open when they chew food. And now you in a relationship, you're like, wait, they smack with their mouth open and chew food. I'm telling you. <laughs> okay, maybe that's just me. Y'all, that irks me to no end. When somebody like chews and smacks with their mouth open and like it has bad table etiquette, y'all, <laughs> that thing irks me. So I know that about myself because I know that about myself. Um, I know that I can't date somebody who's like that. So whatever your thing is there, I knew a guy, um, God rest his soul. He went on to be with the Lord. But I remember when he was dating before he got married, he, uh, said that he, <laughs> my brother said that he, uh, decided he didn't want to date a woman cause they went on their first date and their first date was at church. And, um, she came on the first date with a tambourine. <laughs> it's funny. Now you, he, you had to hear him tell stories. He was an amazing storyteller, but he said, you know, Nikki, she came with a tambourine. And we talked about it on his radio show, too. So this is public information. But he was talking about how she came with the tambourine. He was like, I just couldn't do that. That was a deal breaker for him. Now, for me, I, I joked with him at the time, like, don't be shallow, bro. But again, that wasn't shallow for him. So whatever your requirements are, first of all, I'd say weigh them with the word of God. Make sure that they're weighty. Make sure they're not superficial. But if there's something that really just irks you, like lean into what what you like, what your what is um what your convictions are and who you are. And I think that's a component of who you are. It's not just about your, your spirituality, but it's about your baseline identity. What do you like? What do you not like? Just like we tell men, you know, you got to be attracted to your, your woman and, and women want to be attracted to their man too. Like, what do you like? And what is a non-negotiable and what is negotiable? There are some women who like, look, I don't want a man that's shorter than me. And that's a non-negotiable for a lot of, uh, a lot of women. There's a lot of men that say, I don't want a woman who's overweight. And that's a non-negotiable for a lot of, uh, a lot of men. And here's the thing. There's nothing wrong with either one of those things. If that's what your non-negotiable is, because you have to like what you wake up to every day. To be clear, I want to like what I wake up to every day. Amen, church. <laughs> so you have to like what you wake up to every day. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think that's been demonized and vilified. I think the problem is when we when we hang our hat on shallow stuff, you can't marry somebody fine, but they're empty inside. They have to be some substance there. Right. So identify who you are. Identify what you like. I, once you do those things, I think that's a start. In other words, identify who you are as far as spirituality, um, what you're called to do, what your purpose is, who are you in Christ, um, your practical stuff, like what you like, what you don't like, what is a deal breaker for you. Identify those things. Number two, purpose, your purpose and self-governance. Again, for this, we can reference Genesis 2. When we look at Genesis 2, we see that God has just gotten done. Just briefly synopsis, right? God has just gotten done naming and framing everything and then resting. And then he goes in the creation of man and woman. And then he gives the account of the heavens and the earth when they were created in the day and the Lord, how he made the heaven and the earth. And then he talks about um, now how he went into making man and woman. Right. Again, I'm not going to read the whole thing. You can read it on your time because then that would become a full on Bible study. And we just don't have the time to exegete the text like we'd want to here. But I would highly encourage that you read it because it gives a lot of key takeaways. So I think it's important. Again, number two, self-governance and purpose. If you look at that scripture, you'll see that God assigns Adam a job of tending to the garden. He gave him a purpose. Now, we've heard this preached before, but I think it's not just a matter of giving him purpose. It's a matter of self-governance. We don't see that Adam has any co-workers. We don't see that Adam has any supervisors. God is his only 
overseer and we don't need to see God micromanaging him. There's self-governance taking place. He is doing the work. He is being obedient. He says, don't eat of this tree. He's not eating of the tree. He is self-governing and he has restraint and he has structure and he has order and he has authority over that garden. I think it's important to know for you, your purpose, your self-governance. Do you have the ability to have certain disciplines? Do you have the ability to govern yourself um, according to the instructions of God? I think this is important because when you go into the dating space there, and particularly if you are in faith, there are going to be a lot of things that you're going to have to restrain yourself from doing, not because they're bad, but because the time has not yet come for those things. So your ability to practice these things before you get to the playing field makes a whole lot of difference uh, when you get to play and feel that if this is not your thing, if you're like, no, nah, Nikki, I ain't doing that. Wait till marriage. What? Mm-mm. If that's not your thing, then there's still some stuff that you'd have to real- realize has to be uh, governed for self. In other words, if your desire to have a committed relationship, maybe this self-governing looks like for you learning how to not um, randomly date every Tom, Dick and Harry that you come across. Because you'll get in a relationship and you can't just randomly highlight every single woman when you call yourself being in a committed relationship. So maybe that's the self-governance. You're learning how to put parameters on your eyes on how you interact with the opposite sex, knowing that you are um, hedging and practicing for that place that you get to when you're going to have to uh, be in a committed relationship or when you get to choose to rather be in a committed relationship with the person you say you're getting to know in that way. So number three, how well can you command and call structure to your life? If you read the scripture, I found it so fascinating, y'all, that through the scripture, we see that God is naming and heavens and the earth and he's given all this name. But then he gets to uh, creating a beast from the ground and fowl in the air and all this other stuff. And he says, Adam, I want to see what you named them. I thought that was so telling, y'all, because why couldn't God? Why did God all of a sudden start take his rest? Why couldn't he just finish it on out and be like, I'm gonna name all these animals. And I'm gonna give them to you, Adam, and then we're gonna be straight. But no. And he and Adam already has a job of tending to the garden. Right. So he already, it's not about just having a job because he has a job and it's not just about um, God not naming because God don't get tired. Right. Like Kevin Gates. I don't get tired. Well, he's not Kevin Gates, but you know what I'm saying? He don't get tired. So I'm like, why did he why? Why you do that? I'm inclined. If you allow me to just kind of go down my um, my little bit of creative license here, I'm inclined to believe that perhaps just perhaps one of the reasons is because he was teaching Adam an object lesson in what it really means to not just identify but to understand the resources that he's identifying. When you think about what's in a name, you think about the uses of the thing that you're naming. In other words, he's naming cows and horses and, or excuse me, cattle rather, and horse, horses and uh, birds and, and turtle and just all kinds of stuff. That's a huge job, y'all. And in naming it, he's giving it the function. Think about what's in a name. In a name, there are attributes. In a name, there are characteristics. In a name, there are functions. There are resources. There are ecosystems. There are sustenance. Uh, you know, cattle is a symbol, symbol, a symbolic of wealth, rather, in the Bible. There's abundance. There's labor. There are so many things that can be identified when you properly name a thing. And I'm inclined to believe that as Adam was identifying all of these things, God was really just showing him how to name the resources and how to establish resources and abundance and uh, order and structure around his life, which leads me to believe that there is an object lesson. And that object lesson is simply this for us. There has to be some order to your life in order to bring someone into your life. I'm going to say it again. There has to be some kind of order in your life in order to bring someone into your life. You cannot introduce someone in a healthy way to a chaotic situation. This is just my personal bend based on what I believe. 
I believe that in order to not saying that you can't prosper in any situation, be clear, because we know some people, our parents got married in some jacked up situations. So I'm not saying that that is the catch all. What I am saying is if you want the best possible outcome and the, and the best possible chance rather for an outcome, it would behoove me, it would behoove you, it would behoove us to make sure that we're not introducing people to chaos. Because if we care about people like we say we do, or at least for me, if I care about someone like I say I do, I don't want to introduce them into something that's that's not healthy. I want to introduce my best self. My best situation, whether it's uh, resource wise, financially, spiritually, I want to make sure that I'm presenting my whole self because I, I care about somebody that much and I want them to be blessed as much as I want to be blessed. So I want to encourage you to really take assessment of your environment, your infrastructure, the command and call of your life. Are you properly um, assigning what is in your life? Or do you know how to assign life? Do you know how to um, really just I don't know, for lack of a better word, do you know how to really call a thing a thing? <laughs> I know that sounds real Ayana Von Zantis. And I'm not talking about just naming life. I'm talking about understanding the purpose of the life that you are naming. Because if you can't do it for your life and create structure for your life, how are you going to breathe life and breathe purpose and breathe structure into anything that God is giving you to do? How are you going to connect properly with someone and build together when you don't even know how to name and have a naming convention of the things in your life? Because that's in essence what, what Adam is doing. There's a naming convention going on. He's literally... Uh, doing the work and assigning and creating a structure around his life so that God can then, and we'll see later on the, in the um, scripture, he then goes on to create a Eve for Adam's life. But the, the naming convention takes place first. So I think it's important again, number three, how well can you command and call structure to your life? How well can you really identify the resources in your life, the function of the life, the characteristics? If you can do these to the things and the, and the, the energy and the space around your life, then you're more likely to be able to rightly identify, which leads us into four who is for your life? You know, I've come to learn over the years um, as I get older and come to know God in a greater way. I'm better to readily identify what is for me and what is not. And I'm not just talking about relationally. I can identify very quickly what business deals are for me and what business deals are not. What relationships are for me, and what relationships are not. What intimate relationships are for me, and what intimate relationships are not. Like literally very, very quickly. I can tell in, in the in the first instance, the longevity of that connection, whether it's friend, relationship or otherwise, I can tell if it's going to go the distance. I can tell if this is going to be a short lived thing, if I'm going to know this person a year from now, if I'm going to know. And I can tell based on several things, the leading of the Holy Spirit, patterns and behaviors, uh, the words that we speak, the the commonality and the commonality doesn't even have to just be likeness, which leads us into number four. I think it's important before you go dating that you make sure that you understand the difference between identifying God's likeness in someone and the sameness in someone. If you look at the scripture, you see that God, when he created Eve for Adam, he took the rib, right? And he made it so that bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. We know how the scripture goes. He went beyond the surface because it was never about surface. A lot of times we think, and I think we fall for this, uh, I call it the Jay-Z Beyonce optics of, uh, of relationships, especially in the church. For example, we think, um, if I'm a preacher, he should be a preacher. If I'm a, a, a singer, she should be a, a piano player. If I'm a, a um, you know, drummer, they should be a bass. Like, I think we think that just because we have uh, likeness and similarity in things means that we're the same. It doesn't necessarily mean the same thing. Um, you don't see that God takes an exact duplicate of Adam and makes Eve, takes a piece of him. Sameness. There's some sameness there. But it's not the likeness. It doesn't look exactly verbatim like Adam. Men and women don't look alike. We very different as most of us know. We don't look exactly alike, which I think speaks to compatibility too. I think a lot of times we think compatibility 
is simply, I like air, you like air. Oh my gosh, we are meant to be Or I like cheese, you like cheese. Oh my gosh, it's so great. That has nothing to do with what it really means to be a purpose partner. I know somebody's mad at the theology. I know you saw Beyonce and Jay-Z and you thought you want to be on the run three. I understand because you thought that it meant that y'all was supposed to be together because you had so much in common. Y'all rolled in the same clicks and everything was together. I got you. I promise. And they seem like a good thing on paper. I totally get you. I get it. I have been there. I understand. Might I present to you for your consideration that compatibility has very little to do with surface stuff. Just for you to consider, just for you to think. Might I present for your consideration that compatibility is a spiritual thing, y'all, that it has nothing to do with material. It has nothing to do with just because you have a skill set. Think about it. If you OK, let's let's put it like this. Let's say you decide you're going to marry someone because um, they, they know how to write a good book. Right. So you are a publisher, but they're a good book writer. And you're like, oh, this is meant to be because, you know, they can pu- write the books and I can publish them. And we a tag team. And this is how we do it. This is how we do it. Yeah, this is what it is. Right. And then let's say five years into the marriage, they decide they don't want to be a writer anymore. Now, of course, God knows everything from the beginning to the end. But if you married them based on a skill set, what happens when the skill sets don't match anymore? Or what happens? Let's say you decide you don't want to be in that vocation anymore. Let's decide what happens if, if you decide that, you know what? I feel like God's calling me to a different area of the vineyard and you're no longer the worship leader. Now you uh, the pastor. Or you're no longer the pastor. Now you are an evangelist. So what happens when you marry somebody based on what you think you need in the moment? And that changes down the line because it was not based on things that are eternal might I and don't get me wrong I'm not saying that God doesn't ordain those type of connections he absolutely does what I am saying and I'm not saying also that you can't pivot into and grow into different spaces together I'm not saying that I'm saying build your hopes on things eternal and when I look in scripture I don't see anywhere where it says and they had the same skill set and that's why they were compatible or they like the same things and that's why they were compatible I don't see that anywhere in scripture. And if it is there, someone DM me, let me know. What I do see is that Adam recognizes this is bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. In other words, beyond the surface appeal of stuff, I realized that she was taken from me and now she's been presented to me. I realize that this is relationship, that I can relate to this because it's a piece of me and not the whole of me, but it is a piece of who I am. And now this has been developed to their, her own personhood. This is developed to her own embodiment who looks like me, but is not me at all. Who looks like me is completely opposite of who I am It's bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. We are one flesh. Yes. But she is our own identity, our own X chromosome, like her own thing. I just want to make sure that that is abundantly clear because someone's going to wrestle with the theology and have a whole lot to say. I would love to have the conversation, but I just want to encourage you to really understand what it means about identifying uh, what is for you. And making sure you rightly identify what is for you and understanding what it is and what it is not. Again, it's not about um, hobbies and habits. It really is about purpose and God ordained a covenant. So I would encourage you to look beyond the surface before you enter whatever it is you're entering and really make sure, understand and assess that you are um, choosing to enter into something from a place of spirituality and not from a place of I like this. Or I think this is a good look or this optic looks good on my arm or this is some great eye candy or I'm mesmerized by the gift or the talent or the the popularity. But it really is something beyond the surface. So those are my four. Again, I want to dig so much. I'm trying my best. Y'all, I really want to dig in these last two points, but I'm not going to do it. I'm going to say for the other episode. So if you want to hear me flesh out. 
the rest of these points, please feel free to holler at your girl. Uh, just to go over one more time for the top four. Again, I think these are four things you should really, really consider before you decide to even engage in a uh, a pursuing or being pursued in a, uh, a connection when it comes to dating. Number one, identity. Do you know who you are? Also, do you know what you like and what you don't like? Number two, purpose, self-governance. Do you have discipline? In that way, are you able to do what God has called you to do uh, with minimal um, supervision? Uh, do you need to be micromanaged? Can you handle uh, your work, the work of your hands without um, uh, lacking integrity? Number three, how well do you command and call structure to your life? Are you able to identify the structure of your life to put systems and processes in place to identify resources, to have vision, to be able to call something what has no name? into existence are you able to do that thing number four we just talked about last but not least um do you understand what it really means to be compatible with someone do you understand that it's not just a carnal thing it's not just a skill set thing it's not even just a gifted thing it really is about uh, a spiritual baseline and then all the other stuff is just a compliment to it so these are some of the things i hope help we are going to flesh these out because again this is just high level thinking um, really bird's eye, not to meant to be exhaustive at all, but my hope is that it at least gets you thinking. If nothing else, it gets you thinking and nothing else, it gets you searching the scripture to discover what, uh, to discover what really, um, is, uh, the design for your life so that you can be a whole person and bring that whole person to a whole relationship and possibly have some whole good love. Amen. Amen. So if, uh, this has helped you feel free to uh, share, also free to hit me up. Let me know what you think. You can do that by going to Nick, N-I-K-K, last name Washington, at wherever you log on. And I'd be glad to reply there. And until next week, where we're taking a deeper dive into the relationship dating space. Uh, my name is Nikki Washington, and you are listening to Let Me Find Out.